Welcome to episode 181 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about December 2021, the month the left's COVID narrative fell apart. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as Anthony Fauci, the injunctions against the vaccine mandate, Australia's approach to COVID, stagflation, or let's go Brandon comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Brighteon, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest Podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Let's start this episode with a recap of COVID news. The COVIDian cult's fear porn continued in December as a new variant was discovered out of South Africa called Omicron. Despite its mild symptoms for those infected, hysteria on the left ensued and the COVID derangement syndrome or mass psychosis as discussed in episode 180 got another lease on life despite the fact that hospitalizations and deaths remain comparatively low, as the CDC admitted, the focus is on infections and testing, leading one to ask the obvious question for comparison's sake, does the nightly news cover the number of people who test positive for the flu? In order to keep the fear porn going, Biden plans to deploy the military to distribute 500 million COVID test kits to make it as easy as possible to have people test positive and freak out. Fear, anxiety, and stress are the name of the game. Despite the best efforts of Biden, the National Democrats, and the alphabet soup conspiracy media and big tech to portray COVID as a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the truth is just too powerful to hold back. Kind of like a balloon being held underwater, you have to put a lot of effort in to keep it there. One slip and up it goes. Dozens of stories popped up throughout the month as COVID positive rates skyrocketed, but oddly enough, most of the outbreaks were among the vaccinated and or in the most vaccinated cities in the country like New York City, thus killing the left's entire COVID narrative as discussed in episode 179, The Truth About Anthony Fauci. Here's a sample of some headlines. U.S. Navy warship pauses deployment after COVID-19 outbreak among 100% immunized crew. Another one. 95% fully vaccinated Royal Caribbean cruise ships report COVID-19 outbreak. Or, fully vaccinated Holland America cruise ship turned away after COVID-19 positive tests reported. Or finally, Germany. 96% of latest Omicron patients were fully vaccinated, only 4% unvaccinated. 70% of Germans are vaccinated. The FDA issued emergency use authorization for two antiviral pills for COVID-19 during the month. Merck and Pfizer were the recipients. Guess who placed billions of dollars of orders for both? The federal government, of course. Late in the month, the FDA announced the Pfizer's drug can cause severe or life-threatening effects when used with common medications, including some anticoagulants, some antidepressants, and some cholesterol-lowering statins. So let me get this straight. 
the FDA could not authorize the use of repurposed, inexpensive drugs like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine as therapeutics for COVID over the last 20 months, neither of which have adverse effects for the large majority of those who take them. But big pharma can create their own versions and make billions of dollars. Also, now that there are approved therapeutics, I'm assuming that the emergency use authorization for the experimental COVID vaccine will cease to exist, right? I mean, after all, doesn't federal law prohibit emergency use authorization for vaccines when a known treatment is available? Second question that comes to mind is, what are the results of the clinical trials on these two new drugs? Oh, right, that's right. There, there aren't any other than what I just cited above, which was not a clinical trial. It was just something they found out. It's, that's remarkably similar to the vaccine. The people taking the drugs will unknowingly be participating in a non-clinical trial, whereas ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have both been prescribed over a billion times worldwide. The corruption and willful negligence and willingness to kill people in order to enrich politicians and pharmaceutical companies is mind-boggling. As I've said in other episodes, Anthony Fauci and his cohorts in the federal government will go down in history as mass murderers as they could have prevented millions of deaths. The Fauci COVID regime continues to ignore natural immunity, even as study after study continue to demonstrate that natural immunity obtained from contracting and recovering from COVID is more effective than even the vaccine. The most recent study published by Washington University's School of Medicine indicates that those with natural immunity are immune for life. This on the heels of a study from Israel that demonstrates that immunity people enjoy after recovering from COVID-19 is better than the protection bestowed from the vaccination. In a reversal of previous recommendations, the CDC cut the number of days of isolation for Americans who contract COVID-19 from 10 days to 5, regardless of vaccination status. This, they claim, is because people are most infectious two days before and three days after symptoms emerge, something we have known for almost two years. This coming from the same agency that recently changed the definition of a vaccine from something that provides immunity from a disease or virus to something that provides protection. Whatever. As the CDC willy-nilly changes the quarantine protocols and changes the definition of a vaccine, countries and states are changing the definition of who is considered vaccinated. In Germany, you are considered unvaxxed if you have been more than nine months since your last jab. In New York, the governor says you aren't vaccinated unless you've had the booster. Proving that tone deafness is a job requirement at the White House, a Biden COVID-19 spokesman warned of a winter of death for the unvaxxed, their families, and the hospitals that may soon be overwhelmed. So let's take a step back and examine this claim. Number one, we have already seen that it's the vaccinated who are most impacted by Omicron, and it is the vaccinated who make up the majority of those testing positive these days. Now you may say, well, while that may be true, the vaccinated are less likely to have severe symptoms. A couple of observations about that. Why are the vaccinating contracting the virus in which they are vaccinated against? Just because the CDC changed the definition of a vaccine doesn't mean the word's definition changed. Just because they are covering their ass by changing the freaking definition of a word does not make it so. I ask the question again. Why are the vaccinated contracting the virus in which they were vaccinated against? 
The other thought I have about this is, could it be that the unvaxxed are less likely to test positive because many of them have natural immunity? Or perhaps the immune systems of the vaccinated are compromised in some way and therefore unable to fight off the variants? I don't know the answer to either of those questions because we're not allowed to have those conversations. Number two, why should anyone, vaxxed or unvaxxed, care about contracting a virus that for most people can be treated using cheap, safe and effective repurposed therapeutics and monoclonal antibodies? In a demonstration of continued strong-arming of the unvaxxed and blatant religious discrimination, the U.S. military approved zero religious exemptions to the vaccine mandate. And some National Guard members who refuse the COVID-19 vaccine will no longer be able to participate in training and risk having their pay withheld. In the meantime, Anthony the fraud and mass murderer Fauci announced that vaccine mandates for domestic air travel would be welcome. He, of course, provided no evidence or studies to support his proclamation, whereas the science clearly demonstrates that both the vaxxed and unvaxxed carry and pass the virus to others at the same rate, and thus no need for travel restrictions for the unvaxxed. Check out episode 179, The Truth About Anthony Fauci, The Corrupt One-Trick Pony, for more details. Biden's monarchical dictate for the vaccine mandate for working Americans bounced around the courts throughout the month. Injunctions were granted by several courts. Then late in the month, a three-judge panel reinstated the mandate. The Supreme Court is set to take up the issue in January. Check out episode 178, The Truth About the Injunctions Against Vaccine Mandates, for more details. The NFL appeared to come to their senses, kinda, when it comes to the COVID testing protocols, as they were sick of sidelining players who tested positive but who exhibited no symptoms. Makes sense. Their new protocol is for vaccinated players who show symptoms of the virus to be isolated and tested immediately. Those who do not show symptoms will be subject to the NFL's new targeted testing. So that sounds really good. An influential organization seems to be exhibiting a bit of sanity among the insanity and the Fauci-induced COVIDian cult. Until you read that for unvaccinated players, there is no change in the NFL's protocol, meaning they will still have to be tested for COVID-19 every day and isolated from their teammates. Why, you ask? That's a very good question. If you are screening vax players for symptoms before testing, why wouldn't you do the same thing for the unvax? Because the NFL is only comfortable stepping one foot off the Fauci-induced covid and Colts reservation with the relaxed testing of the vax. They don't have the balls to stop the persecution of the unvaxed. We have what can only be explained as an epidemic of world-class athletes experiencing cardiac arrest. At last count, there have been almost 400 incidents and 260 deaths. Many of these heart issues and deaths come shortly after the athlete got the COVID vaccine. Now, rather than allowing us to discuss the issue, the alphabet soup conspiracy media does what it does best. Ignore stories that reflect poorly on the experimental COVID vaccine. Facebook slaps posts about this problem with fact checks and missing context labels. Just another example of big tech censorship doing the dirty work of the Fauci COVIDian cult. Speaking of Facebook fact checks, this happens to be my favorite story of the month. Facebook attorneys argued in a court filing in response to a slander or libel lawsuit filed by John Stossel that fact check labels placed on posts on Facebook are not, in fact, facts. They are opinion. They said that in a court filing. You can't make this shit up. 
During the month, we found out that more than 900 fraud cases linked to pandemic-related relief funds are being investigated by the U.S. Secret Service for a potential of nearly $100 billion, proving yet again that the federal government has a 100% failure rate. It's not even a case of spending other people's money on other people anymore. It's spending printed money on other people. No one is accountable when helicopter money is dispersed. It's a disgrace. West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin continued his crusade to save America from herself as he announced that he would not vote for Biden's Build Back Bankrupt, so-called infrastructure spending bill, which would certainly crush the U.S. dollar, cause hyperinflation, and likely bankrupt the country. I've said it before, the real president of the United States is Joe Manchin. Speaking of printing money, out-of-control government spending, and inflation, the rate of inflation reached its highest levels in 30 years. Per CNBC, prices are up 6.8% over last year, a new record, the highest level since 1982. Congratulations, America! Another Biden record, inflation based on the producer price index hit the highest increase since 2010. The final number rose 9.6% for the 12 months ended in November. Why should you care about that? Because that means prices will continue to rise for many months into the future as the producers of goods are forced to increase their prices to account for the cost of their inputs, as represented by the PPI number. According to a Penn Wharton University study, surging inflation will cost the average American family over $3,000 a year, which, of course, impacts the lower income the worst. You know the little people that the Democrats claim to fight for? Among all of this evidence, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome, I'll say whatever the president wants me to say, Powell, finally backed off his asinine talking point that inflation was transitory. So I guess not only will we no longer hear the talking point about a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but we won't have to listen to the talking point about inflation being transitory. After being locked out of every major social media platform by big tech, President Trump is building his own network called Truth Social. He announced during the month that he had secured a billion dollars in funding for the network. CNN has suspended host Chris Cuomo indefinitely following news that he had tapped sources to seek help for his brother, disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, amid sexual harassment and assault allegations against him. Speaking of Andrew, he was ordered by the New York Ethics Board to return the $3 million advance he received for his book deal, American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. I mean, that must be a page-turner. Remember how bravely he took to the podium on a daily basis and berated President Trump for everything going wrong in his state related to COVID? And you remember how he begged Trump to send more ventilators to his state instead of procuring them himself like a real leader would do? I'm sure the book offers a full account of his leadership in sending hundreds of senior citizens to their deaths as he required COVID-positive residents back to their nursing homes. Taking leadership tips from this guy is like taking culinary advice from Jeffrey Dahmer. In the latest example of the dual justice system, one for well-connected Democrats and one for everybody else, the Westchester, New York, district attorney will not pursue criminal charges against Andrew on the two sexual harassment allegations, despite finding them, quote, credible. Speaking of the dual justice system, 
Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's pimp, was found guilty on five of six sex trafficking charges brought against her in federal court. Unfortunately, all the pedophile douchebags like Bill Clinton, who frequented Epstein's islands and estates in order to rape and molest underage girls, got away scot-free as Maxwell did not name names during the trial. Continuing the dual justice theme and Jeffrey Epstein, federal prosecutors dropped their case against the two prison guards accused of falsifying records and sleeping on the job as Jeffrey Epstein supposedly committed suicide in his jail cell. Nothing to see here, folks. Oh, and the former FBI lawyer Kevin Klein-Smith, who admitted to fabricating evidence against a former Donald Trump associate during the Trump-Russia investigation, he has been fully restored to good standing status by the District of Columbia Bar Association, despite being a convicted felon who has not yet finished his probation. So there's this biological male swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania who is shattering NCAA records, women's records. He beats his female opponents by as much as 40 seconds, sometimes finishing the race while the women competitors are making their last turn at the other end of the pool. University officials prohibited members of the swim team from speaking out publicly. You know, because in today's mass psychosis society, we are supposed to ignore the blatantly obvious. Like, abortion is murder. Or, Biden is suffering from dementia. Or, marriage is between a man and a woman. Or, printing money causes prices to rise. Or, Biden won the election fair and square. Or, leaving the border wide open will have no detrimental impact to the country. Or the January 6th incident at the Capitol was not an insurrection. Or election integrity laws do not suppress the vote. Trump is not the devil. Wearing masks does not stop the spread of COVID, nor does getting the vaccine. Oh, and we're supposed to ignore the fact that the vaccine is not safe and effective. A two-judge panel in the UK ruled that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange can be extradited to the United States to ostensibly face trial on espionage charges. I'm sure Assange won't be Epsteined once in the custody of the federal government, which it has already been disclosed sought to assassinate him while he was holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy. Check out episode 42, The Truth About Julian Assange, for a deep dive into that. The Supreme Court upheld a Texas law banning abortion after six weeks, but decided to allow the abortion providers to challenge the law in lower federal courts, as the law remains in effect. The left went batshit crazy, as they usually do when their sacrament of abortion is restricted. Planned Parenthood, or as I call them, Prevent Parenthood, issued a scathing rebuke of the Supreme Court's opinion on Friday, calling the opinion terrifying, dangerous, and discriminatory. All things I think of when I consider saving lives of innocent babies in the womb. The creepiest thing I saw during the month of December was Hillary Clinton reading her acceptance speech and crying. Contemplate the scale of delusion and entitlement demonstrated by this sociopath. Clearly, this woman has no friends. If she did, someone, one of them, surely would have told her not to do that. Devastating tornadoes struck the Midwest, Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, Tennessee, and especially Kentucky. At last count, close to 100 people were confirmed dead. The left blamed Kentucky Senator Rand Paul and climate change. See, their reasoning was that Paul refuses to vote for their asinine, economy-killing, Green New Deal bullshit. Really, it doesn't matter what happens in the world. The left always offers up the same two or three responses. Climate change, racism, or whatever other boogeyman they can throw at the public that day.
Chris Wallace resigned from Fox News and joined CNN, which is essentially the equivalent of jumping off a perfectly good, seaworthy vessel onto a sinking ship. Good riddance as far as I'm concerned. I hope for his sake he got his signing bonus up front because it was revealed by Nielsen that CNN succeeded in losing another 38% of their viewership over the course of 2021. The data shows that on average, less than 800,000 people are watching CNN. At this rate, the networks will soon be out of business. By the way, for comparison purposes, Fox News also saw a decline of 30% of their viewers, but still has vastly more, with an average of 2.3 million during primetime hours. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis set $8 million in his 2022-23 budget to transport illegal immigrants out of his state. The spending may include the transportation of unauthorized aliens located within Florida to other states or the District of Columbia. DeSantis suggested Delaware, President Biden's home state, or Martha's Vineyard, where former President Barack Obama owns a mansion as potential destinations to relocate the illegal immigrants. John Madden, former Oakland Raiders coach and iconic play-by-play announcer and voice of Madden football video games, died three days after the airing of a documentary about his career. He was a class act. Nick Sandman announced that he reached a settlement with NBC Universal after more than two years since he filed a defamation lawsuit against the media company. NBC was among several media outlets sued by Sandman for defamation after media reports claimed that he and other students harassed a Native American man at an incident in Washington, D.C. on January 18, 2019. At the time, Sandman was a student at Covington Catholic High School and was attending the anti-abortion March for Life rally in D.C. He also settled with CNN and still has ongoing lawsuits against outlets ABC, CBS, Gannett, Rolling Stone, and the New York Times. Go get them, Nick. As this is the last episode of 2021, I want to end with a sarcastic salute to resident Biden and the National Democrats for everything they have done for us over the last 12 months. Generation high inflation, open borders, record high debt, record high producer price index, constant fear porn over all things COVID, Record high suicide and drug overdoses blamed on the lockdowns. Unprecedented and unconstitutional power grabs. But look on the bright side. There's no more mean tweets. And that's the truth about December 2021, the month the left's COVID narrative fell apart. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.